Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. We thank Jesus. At the Grace City Church, every week we have an average of 350 celebrations every week. When the data sheet comes in, the thing that I'm most interested in, the thing that I first look at before I look at the money column is the salvations. Because that's mission. Hallelujah. And when I go to see the salvations happening here, I'm excited. Hallelujah. The things that excite God are salvation souls. Hallelujah. Please, you may be seated. So this month we are looking at a series where everyone gets to play. I've been following it and I've been watching it uh, in my time. And tonight I'm very privileged to share the word with you. Hallelujah. But allow me honor up more in a special way for granting me the opportunity to minister this, this morning. I have ministered in over 30 churches this year because he has turned my life around. Amen? So I have to compose myself. In a home, everyone has a role to play and sometimes these roles are based on one's level of maturity. And as Christians, we know that maturity is measured by fruit. So what makes a family strong is when everyone is playing their role well. Now, excuse me, it appears as if I'm reading, but all these things the Holy Spirit has inspired me. So I write the notes. If I start talking without my notes, we can end at midnight. So if inefficiency in one area will mean that as a family we are delayed in achieving what God has already done for us. Therefore it's very important that, that we all work together in hoping each, uh, each one of us play their role well. If I refuse to remind the person fetching water to do his work, it might mean that in the home the lunch will be delayed because I'm the one doing the cooking. Sometimes I have to help them do their work well so that I can succeed in my role. My role is to support another family member in their role because we win together. Everyone playing in their designated roles for the season moves the mission forward. And tonight I'm going to be talking about the place of assignment and how important this is. Amen. So when God created us, he put us in a family. God knows that for us to achieve the purposes of his creation, he had to put us in a family. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 68, verse 6, that he puts the solitary in families. God likens a person who is not in a family to a person who is bound. And when you are in a family, you are a free person. Means a free person can then achieve the purpose of their creation. Jesus was also grafted into a family for the divine purpose to be accomplished. So the family is a place of becoming. As disciples, we are in family on mission together. 
God knows that whatever he has created for us can only be nurtured in a discipleship environment, in a home with spiritual parents. We are spiritual beings with a divine mandate. We must be spiritually nurtured to accomplish this divine purpose. To do this, God gives us spiritual parents mandated and empowered to guide us on this journey. I almost cried a tear when I saw the young man here honoring her pastor and, and, and helping us understand how much important the missional community is. Life on life together. Somebody coming in to intervene when education is, is not working out. Amen. I don't know what we'll be doing without missional communities. I don't know what I would be without missional communities and discipleship. The thing that has turned my life around has been discipleship. Receiving affirmation that you matter, that, you, that there's something about you. Um, being encouraged, being supported. It's happening in a discipleship environment. Amen. The biggest lie that the devil has sold to us is that we are homo sapiens. That we are human beings. We are spiritual beings who need spiritual parents. We believe in the lie of human rights. There's nothing right about it. We are spiritual beings. We are not homo sapiens, cannot beings. You know when they say we are human. No, now, let's put the spiritual things aside. We are now human. That's carnality. That's a lie. We call ourselves human beings and that's a big lie. Purpose is nurtured in a family, but that family is on a mission. So you need to be on the mission to realize that purpose. If you are not in a family, you are bound. Hallelujah. So we are sent beings who are spiritual. We never came from some animal living in a forest like the devil wants us to believe. Eh? The wisdom of the world that we came from monkeys. I'm not a descendant of some apes. Hallelujah. The Bible says that I was created fearfully and wonderfully in the image and in the likeness of God. The wisdom of the world is convincing us that we are apes. When somebody distorts your origin, they are distorting your purpose. They are saying you have no purpose. I don't know of an ape that has a purpose. Hallelujah. That's what we teach. Some people are so qualified even at university. They are professors of things like this. Hallelujah. So we all have roles at each stage in our lives and we need spiritual parents who can guide us through these roles at each stage. We also need to understand that we are on mission together. You're not the only person going somewhere. You're created to, uh, to play a role, but you have others you're playing with. Everyone is doing something within the family to get you somewhere in your mission. Every army has different regiments with specific roles. Every team has different members with different roles. In the army, a person's role changes based on the strategic needs of the group at a particular time. You cannot keep serving in the kitchen when the situation requires you to carry the gun. Even the guys in the engineering brigade must be made to understand that at a certain time they might be required to run tanks. Every disciple should be aware that they will be deployed at a different place at a specific time as need requires based on the missionary strategic priority. So today I could be a missionary leader, missionary community leader, but tomorrow I could be a network leader. 
as the mission's strategic priorities get to change, my role gets to change. It is not that I'm going to be a mission or community leader for all, all time. Hallelujah. That you get this MVP award for being the best mission or community ever, community leader ever. So, again, don't be dismayed when you are redeployed or record as soon as you have been deployed. Remember, we are in a spiritual battle, which means roles change fast. Roles change fast because we are in a spiritual battle. The Bible doesn't say in the book of Ephesians that we do not play against flesh and blood. The Bible says we do not wrestle. It's a battle. One of the things that the devil has convinced us that is we are living a life where there is no antagonism, that we are cannot beings. The moment you are convinced about your carnality, you are being de derailed, you are being denied the opportunity to see things in a different perspective. We are in a battle. We are spiritual beings sent here to enforce the will of the Father. Carnality makes us comfortable, and that's how the devil defeats us. Hallelujah. So, a coach can make a tactical decision to deploy you in another position. Don't say, for me, I'm a goalkeeper. The one who puts you there knows your capacity. One of the things people don't know is that there is a spirit, spirit parents are experienced in knowing your abilities. It is part of their assignment as a coach. Now, I'm talking as a coach. Am I a certified coach? Yeah. The English FA. I'm a representative of the Stanley Matthews Football Foundation in Africa. So, when I talk football, I played football, so I know what I'm talking about. So, it's part of the assignment as a coach to not only study your progress, but to know your strength and weakness. A coach knows which, a coach knows which players to trust with which positions. If you have been trusted as a location pastor in this season, it's because... It was based on the team's strategic priorities. You possess the ability to steward that role. Don't whine. As a disciple, I must continue growing, acquiring knowledge to be able to keep up, to keep in sync with the changes in the army. That's why the refresher courses in the army, the reason why you're being forced to read books and listen to audios is because your promotion and deployment is near. That's why you're being coerced to read books I didn't know why we are being tasked to read books and listen to audios. You feel like, you know, until I realize how much capacity has been added to me in so short a space of time that I'm required to preach in many places almost every week. That's how you can then appreciate what somebody has been doing for you. Hallelujah. The army commander was instructed your network leader to challenge you to the occasion has in mind your promotion from that insignificant role of an MC leader to maybe a cluster leader or a network leader or a movement leader in the times to come. Because you are so loved, no one loves you who will deploy you in the middle of fire without you having the requisite light to contend with the forces that challenge what God has called you to do. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a stupid general who deploys untrained civilians against an experienced force. Our enemy has had the experience of fighting against human beings, against the sent ones. He's called the old serpent. He has mastered human behavior and he knows how to make us fail in the mission. The thing we forget, all that which the devil succeeds in convincing us, is that we are not spiritual beings. 
that the battle is physical. The battle is not physical. The battle is spiritual. And the mission is a spiritual endeavor. Hallelujah. So what we do is engage in a spiritual battle with a carnal mindset. We can't respond to a spiritual battle with reckless carnality. There is trouble. One is to know that their role is part of a grand plan to outwit the enemy and enforce the will of the Father. To enforce the will of the Father, we must adhere to the standard and blueprint he has given to us. You are in trouble as a child of God when you digress from the battle plan. When you choose to do what you like while in the enemy territory. Remember, we are sent people with the mission of expanding and establishing the kingdom here. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are colonizers. When John speak, Barton and Grant discovered Uganda, they had to report back to their nation through their designated superiors, supervisors, the Royal Geographical Society. There was nothing geographical about it. They were the Royal Strategic Society. These guys were working in sync with the Church Missionary Society. We are working in sync with the British East African Company to bring the influence of their queen, thy kingdom come, to Uganda. That's the reason why we are speaking English. So they signed treaty with African chiefs and influenced the rise of new nations. APMO has spoken here that there are nations that are yet to be established. And our spiritual destiny prophetic destiny is nations, not villages. So there are nations that are going to be nations in the next 100 years and God is calling us into these nations. Amen. I hope many people here know that our prophetic destiny is nations, not villages. Amen. See how they played well together their mission that today we laugh at a person who doesn't speak their language well. We have been colonized. Culture, we culture has been spread this is the purpose of our creation to take that culture the Jesus culture to many places we are colonizers also main sent on mission when everyone gets to play their role well hallelujah how do I as a disciple see myself as a colonialist going to Zimbabwe and establishing the worshipers location there and keeping my experience in Kampala updated on everything, including knowing the economic viability of that land. Do you know that our gold was discovered by colonialists and all the maps and information about us was developed and designed by them? They know what we have where. There's even a place in Entebbe where maps and titles for every piece of land in Uganda are made. Some people recently flew to the UK to determine the extent of some of the boundaries in Uganda. <laughs> Colonialism which is bringing the, the influence of their kingdom down here. That for many ages, they still determine things for us. That is what God sent us here for. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It sounds ridiculous, but that's how far a group can go when they choose to bring the kingdom into another territory. You are in trouble as a player when you change the game plan. You can't be too excited as a defender and forget your command post just because you are told and you can head in the goals. <laughs> Hallelujah. There is a reason why those shots have numbers and the field is zoned into defense, midfield, and attack. The primary responsibility of an attacker is to attack, and if they are not bringing in the goals, 
We have people on the sidelines wearing bibs who can replace you to do what you actually fail to do. Everyone gets play. Are we talking about a game? Somebody's asking, where is the scripture? It is coming. Hallelujah. Now, you are not replaced because they don't like you, no. You are actually replaced because they like you. Whenever you are not playing your role well, you are not helping the team to win. And although you want to be, you to, everyone to be given a chance to play, the minutes you have played are enough for that chance. The substitute may not be better than you. That's the reason why he started the game. But it's the one we need to win. Maybe you are tired or injured. And the reason why you are tired is because you've been working hard on the mission. And in the course you are injured. We love you so much to rescue you until the next match. Remember, everyone gets to play. But also, as you know, football is much more than fun. Somebody's life depends on it. There's a guy called a manager or a coach who is paid to win. In the army, there are demotions and the thing called katebe, where you are rendered useless for some time if you are not doing the will of the commander. Hallelujah. So three things, important things to note that we are in a match or a battle and that it's a spiritual battle. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. It does not say we do not play. Number two, to know that we each have a role to play and we play to win, not to lose. Even in Brazil where they are known to play the most exciting football called Samba, their purpose is to win. When I was still at Makere, we used to say, we either win or they lose. There was nothing else in between. There is no negotiation about who is winning. In my zone, I have to support the team to win. There is a place of assignment. On the turf, we don't have cheerleaders. They are always in the stands. And in the church, we don't have stands. Everyone gets to play. Maybe it's the angels who cheer us. Hallelujah. Number three, that there is a blueprint for us to follow. The best players are those who follow the blueprint, not those who are extra talented. You are an ex excellent player when you use your extra talent within the framework of the instructions given to you. I could also tell you this, that the most talented players sometimes don't make it to the team because they want to play their own way, not the coach's way. Because they are not the ones who choose the team, they don't play. Somebody chooses the team. We must listen to instructions. Yes, you are Esther, you are beautiful. Thank you so much. But you need to listen to Mordecai because where you are in the palace, you are not there on your own volition. Somebody had to influence the Enoch, Haggai, to give you advice on how to get there. You are there not for yourself, you are there for a purpose. The preservation of the people of Israel under the subjugation of another nation, that's the reason why you are there. Don't be too excited about your beauty. There is a role to play. Hallelujah. So let's look at scripture. So the first part of that was to get you ready to have an understanding of what I'll be preaching about. Amen. 
and I'm preaching about the place of assignment. The book of Esther, chapter 2. The Bible talks about a man called Mordecai who was always at the king's gate. Over ten times it is mentioned Mordecai who was at the king's gate. Every one of us has a position where we do our assignment. Mordecai was the de facto leader of the Jewish people under foreign subjugation, but his position was at the gate, yet he was the leader. Humility. To move the mission forward, everyone must be comfortable in the place where they are. Mordecai, who was the leader of the movement, was at the king's gate. It was at the king's gate that Mordecai was able to influence the selection of Esther as the queen. It was at the king's gate that Mordecai was able to know about the plot to, to kill King Ahasuerus, the same plot that led him to his lifting. The place of assignment is a place of lifting. It doesn't matter how bad it looks. We must be comfortable where we've been placed. Where we've been placed by the commander of the army is the very best place where the purposes of God in a particular dispensation of time can be birthed. You cannot promote yourself. You can only be promoted. You have no opportunity to promote yourself. Hallelujah. So the place of assignment is the critical position which the purposes of God are birthed through a person within a particular dispensation of time. It's a position in which I must stand and fight from for the team to win. I must have the humility to stay deployed in this position until my assignment changes and I'm deployed into a different place. Just because you can preach well doesn't mean that you can be deployed anywhere else apart from you can't be deployed anywhere else apart from preaching. Again, because we are disciples, we need to be certain that we don't deploy ourselves. That there is somebody with the task, wisdom, and blueprint who deploys us. Somebody always knows you better than you know where best you can be useful in the mission. You can only shine from a certain position. But it could not even be about shining. It's about your strategic priorities as a family. Where can we place who for us to win? Hallelujah. Mordecai had a place of assignment at the king's gate. God deployed him there to ensure that the nation of Israel is preserved. Mordecai was the commander of all Israelites in the empire of Ahasuerus, but he was a gatekeeper and a scary. The place of assignment for Mordecai was the gate. Unknown to many people, God is a military strategist. The Bible calls him the king of heaven's armies. He chose the gate as the place where the mission could be plotted from. In some institutions, the most powerful people are hidden. There's a thing called influence. It was at the gate that Mordecai influenced the selection of Esther. I think you also know that Esther's ascension to the throne was a matter of deployment. She wasn't just there by herself. Somebody discipled her. Somebody influenced the selection. The Bible says that Esther did nothing against the advice of Haggai. It means that a person who has a father who's looking out for their interest is in a far better position than a person with none. All the other girls could not get there because they didn't know the thing that could open the king's heart. But Haggai knew. And Haggai was on the orders of Mordecai. Mordecai was a strategist who had an influence, who had a team of people looking out for the interests of, of God in the palace of Ahasuerus. 
Do you know that there are people who control kings? Men like Daniel who served several kings. Men like Joseph, men like David, who when he played the harp, the king was sorted. Hallelujah. It's an anointing. And tonight, I want us to tap into it. Amen. You can't influence Unix when you are not in a strategic position. You must be somewhere to do certain things. Some people want to influence kings, but they can't lead the location. You can start by influencing an LC chairman if you are a location pastor, before you think about advising the president of Uganda. It was at the gate that Mordecai detected the plot to kill the king. An outsider can't know certain things, but because he had a strategic position, he was protecting the place, his vintage position allowed him access to information which others couldn't have. Do not take for granted the position where you have been placed. What you know is not what everyone knows. And what you know, you know it for a reason. The place where you are deployed is a place of your significance. Because of staying at the gate was put in the book of remembrance. You can rise above certain people, including your enemies, by just staying position where God has put you for a reason in a season. While Haman flashed around pomp and glamour, Mordecai stayed at the gate with humility. What I'm trying to say is that we are fighting a battle as we serve the Lord. And the old serpent is against us and the best way we can defeat him is by playing to the book through staying where we are deployed. We need to have the humility to stay where we've been assigned to be able to bring victory to the team. When Esther tried to play it safe, saying, you know what, I'm a queen, blah, blah, blah. Mordecai came and told her, look here, young lady. Somebody got you there. You may not be privy to the circumstances under which we, took, we put you there. But we made you, we are kingmakers. So you are there for something. The reason why it is you, not the other girls, was because we needed to do something there. So you have to do it. Mordecai reminded her. Hallelujah. That's not about what we feel about the assignment at hand. Please, let's put feelings and emotions aside. They are so good, but not in the mission. Hallelujah. Because when your enemies are attacking you, even if you cry, they're not going to stop attacking you. We can put our carnality aside and be spiritual people. Hallelujah. He told her that just as he stayed at the gate and played his role getting her there, it was her turn to play her role to get the team to win. When everyone plays their role, the team gets to win. In this plot, even the chief Henik Haggai was part of the plot. But the most important thing I'm talking about this morning is in Esther chapter 6, verse 12. Humidity, the key to help us stay in our place of assignment. The Bible says, afterward, Mordecai went back to the king's gate, but Haman now, that, that only thing is what I'm interested in. 
afterward Mordecai went back to the king's gate. So register that in your mind because I'm going to be preaching about it. So the book of remembrance is brought out. The king remembers that a man provided a solution to his kingdom. And he said, what should be done for this man? A man called Haman is called on to come and advise the king on what should be done. You know, Haman was the one who was behind the plot by Big Tana and Tereth to overthrow Ahasuerus because Haman was power hungry. Now he's brought in to advise the same king he wanted to overthrow. So he's asked, what shall it be done for the man that the king pleases? You see, kings lose sleep. Are you aware? Kings lost sleep over three times in the Bible according to the book of Daniel where there was a problem. Whenever there is a problem in the palace, somebody is being lifted. Daniel solved problems for kings. Joseph solved problems for kings. David solved problems for kings. We see Mordecai solving a problem for a king. There is something about kings having certain problems and the children of God have been anointed and established to solve these problems. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 2 verse 2 that in those days the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established over the top of the other mountains including the mountain of governance. That there shall be a need for priests who shall help kings. And now the time has come. We are in Kenya this weekend, this week, and I saw that the second lady, who is the wife of the vice president, is a tongue-speaking, demon-chasing woman. And she said, my ministry is in the court. The times have come. These are the times we've been predicting. I've been talking about these things for long. This revival is going to usher people into certain positions where they are going to determine the fate of the church in the nations. They carry the Daniel anointing. Hallelujah. When I leave my notes, I become useless. So Mordecai, Haman is brought in and they say, what should it be done? Then Haman says, uh-huh. Let him be given the royal robe, the mantle of kingship. And then the king writes the royal robe. Let him be given the royal crown. Then the king writes the royal crown. Then what else, Mr. Haman? The king says, uh, Haman says, um, there's that Benz, Mercedes, and those cars, the lead cars. Let him be given the, the royal horse. So that he, he, there are sirens, so that they know that this is the man. And then the king said, the royal entourage. And then he said, is there another thing, Mr. Amman? Amman says, um, to make this victory sweet, let us have somebody who is going to proclaim before this man that here comes the man the king is well pleased with. Haman wanted to overthrow the king in the most tactical way. When the king himself gives him his own authority. Then the king listened and said, well done, Haman. That's why, I, that's why I chose you to be my advisor. Now, those things you've just said, hustle, do them for Mordecai. And remember, listen to this. The Jew who sits at the king's gates. 
do them hastily for Mordecai, the Jew who sits at the king's. When you read the, the book of Esther, is always described. Why are they always repeating the Jew who sits at the king's gate? He's not a normal Jew. There are some people who were there, where their position right now, they need to be ready to be defined as Moses, the one who sits at this one's feet. This one, the one who sits at this strategic position. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning, but I'm sent by God here. Amen. Hallelujah. Now your enemy is the one promoting you all over the streets everywhere. Isn't it a sweet victory? But the Bible says in Esther chapter 2, so Esther chapter 6 verse 12, that when all those things had happened and Mordecai returned to the place of assignment, how many of us can when we've seen all the glory and the glamour I know people in this room who would shift where they've been staying but the Bible says and Mordecai returned at the king's gate why? because it was the place of assignment the commander was yet to tell him that now leave this place one of the reasons why missional communities are struggling is because when leaders get to a certain level, they forget about what they are doing that got them into that place. So we are losing as a team because those people have left their place of assignment. Hallelujah. Over celebrating has been the main channel through which pride has crept into people's lives and ended their destinies prematurely. How many of us would control ourselves when all eyes are on you? Another man that said that his strategic position was Daniel. I'm talking about people who are going to be used by God in this season of revival. God is bringing us to light that there are certain people that are going to be influencers in certain places and that they need the humility that while they are there they keep coming to church they keep leading that mission of community you keep opening your home to people to come and gather there for MC because God is going to do many amazing things amazing way beyond what we think So this is about enlarging the bands, preparing ourselves what God is about to do. Cultivating a heart of humility to receive what God is going to do or what God is doing. Amen. Daniel chapter 2 verse 46. Daniel, God has used him to um, interpret dreams that had become a problem to the king and then uh, uh, the king honors him. You know that story? The Bible says Nebuchadnezzar fell prostrate on his face. Nebuchadnezzar worshipped Daniel. Ahasuerus gave Mordecai his mantle, his crown, and his thing, Briobens. 
but these men never left their place of assignment. Men of God who have come close to power have left their place of assignment. Today they are useless. They are a shadow of their former self. You start asking, where, was, where is this man? You can't find them because power got to their heads. The king can use you. Hallelujah. I don't know I'm speaking to, but I'm speaking to somebody. Hallelujah. So Daniel, the king has fallen prostrate before him, and the king demanded that they should present an offering. Say offering. Money. They're even burning an incense, like they're worshipping him, even an altar is made. Like Daniel, they called him that he has the spirit that the spirit of the gods that was like a god himself. The spirit of the gods is with him. There are things that he's, he can interpret that others kind of can't. When all the enchanters, all the Chaldeans, all the wisest men can't even disentangle the man can. When you hold power, let me tell you, when you know things that kings can't know, the only thing that kings can't know is tomorrow. And when you know tomorrow, you are in such a great position. That's what priests, that's what we have. Hallelujah. My prayer is that tonight uh, when we pray, I could release the prophetic. I, I have seen things happen with me. I know stuff before they happen. For example, I know everything that is going to happen by the time this service is going to end and how it's going to end. Dr. Emma helped me very much. He said, what did he say? The man came here and he received something. The prophet of this house has hoped unlocked something about me. Hallelujah. And I'm going to share some of that later. So Daniel is given wealth, is it? Yeah? 47. The king said to Leo, blah, 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 blah. 49. The king promoted Daniel, gave him many great gifts, and made him ruler over the whole of the province of Babylon and the chief administrator over all the wise men of. Like when, when all the wise men, like the wisest of the wisest, you have power, you have wisdom, you have wealth. And all the things that corrupt our minds. Daniel had all of these things, but the Bible says, when Daniel was given to lead over Babylon, he requested the king. The Bible says he petitioned him and told him, look here, thank you so much for the titles, for the gifts and for everything, but I would really love that these things be given to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, my, my, my brothers. And the Bible says, and Daniel remained at the king's court, which was the place of assignment. And if Daniel had become governor of Babylon, he would never have had the opportunity to be the prophet for Darius and for Belshazzar. Oh, they are getting it now. He returned to the place of assignment which was the king's court. 
I'm talking about everyone getting to play and standing in their role. He said, Belshazzar, Abednego, I mean, Abednego, Mesach, and, and, and Shadrach, for them they can go and play that role of superintending over Babylon, Yan provinces, because we have Jews staying there. But as for me, I have to control the king. I don't leave the palace. They are men who are for us, but they are hidden. Allowed to be hidden to serve the purposes of God. Stay in that place of assignment. It may not be a place where you are over-celebrated. Most times we only get to see the guys who stand here with all the lights and everything, the film style, and the queen dancers. By the way, that's what people who don't believe in God think. That we come here, we perform, and people pay. That's why they say pastors are thieves. They are lying to you. They are using psychology. The enemy is a liar. Hallelujah. Have you seen the man returning to the court? To return to the court, you must be in possession of a heart that is devoid of of uh, pride that you are not enchanted by money by position and power that is what can keep you in an assignment remember you have a purpose to fulfill for your creation but the enemy knows which things to bring to you to derail you from the purpose of your creation are you aware that for as long as you are not serving the purpose of your creation, you are useless? That a train is supposed to move on rails, not on tarmac. That when a train is not on the rails, it is crap, scrap. I've never seen a ship moving on tarmac. They think of destiny. Thank you. And destiny is birthed when you are on track, when you are pursuing the purpose of your creation. Some people are wasting their lives somewhere else when they should be serving the Lord. Hallelujah. The reason why Daniel served several kings was that he was strategically positioned and he had the humility to stay in that position. Daniel chapter 5 verse 17 says, one day he came and ministered to the king. Of course, his minister was the thing that you can't understand, I'm going to disentangle them for you. And then he helped him. The king said, I'm going to give you a lot of money, a man who will do this. You know kings have a way of saying all these things. Daniel told the man, look at how Daniel spoke to the man. Then Daniel answered the king and said before the king, let your gifts be for yourself and give your rewards to another. Yet I'll still read the writings to the king and make known to him the interpretation. He was saying, do not corrupt me with those things. I'm not that level. I have served your grandfather, I've served your father, and I'm now serving you. Have you ever asked yourself the reason why I'm still here? If it was the man, I wouldn't be here. Hallelujah. Is somebody getting along with me? He was not excited about the things that excite many people. 
Many of us will be assigned to lead locations in the most difficult places, but will you stay in the place of assignment and serve the Lord? The mission can't be furthered when we refuse to be in our places of assignment, because that's the vantage position, vintage position from where God will fulfill his covenant blessings, covenant promises. There's a place where promises are fulfilled. He told Abraham, leave this place and go to this place, and I'll make you become the father of all the nations. Amen. There is a place. There is a place. Humility is a choice we make to allow God to use us. It is not about us. It's about what God wants to do through us. So when you are allowed into a position, when you are allowed into a place, it's because God wants to do something there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We must stay in our places of assignment to be used by God. When God uses you, he also lifts you. Because he wants it to be known that it is him who is working. And then when God wants to lift a man, he will create problems in certain places which will require that which God put on you to help people. Joseph was a dreamer who could interpret dreams. Just imagine how God brings trouble to kings and there is need for a man like you and me to come and fix this. People are asking, God, I want you to use me. But God, when he wants to use you, he creates a problem somewhere. Hallelujah. Tonight we are going to pray. And as we pray, my prayer is that your heart be expectant that you pray a prayer of faith that the Lord will do something new. I have ministered in many places and people are saying, revival, revival, but where is it? The year has come to an end and some people are yet to experience revival. Some people are expecting a mighty wind with dust flowing all over Uganda. Say, there is revival. Hallelujah. But God is already working. God is already working. In every revival, God raises up a generation of people who understand what he wants to do in a particular dispensation of time. He makes anointings available. Mantles are falling from some people to other people in a revival. That's the purpose of a revival. That some new people can take on the purposes of God. That the mission can keep going. That's the purpose of the revival. And tonight I have the privilege of praying with you that many shall be ushered into their destiny that the Daniels that the Josephs, that the Davids that the Mordecais who are in their places of assignment can be led into that place and that they can be encouraged to stay there, hallelujah we are going to stand on our feet and pray Father, by the power of your word tonight, I am praying that you encounter us. I have seen you change and transform my life. Through humility, putting everything and sitting under man who has hoped me, Lord. Esther needed Mordecai. There are many in this room, Lord, who you want to help. You have helped put them into positions 
but some do not understand why they are where they are. Everyone is getting to play their role, gets the mission forward. My prayer, King of Glory, is that you help us. If you can pray and speak in tongues, please do. Help us, O oh Lord, help us. Jesus, we love you. We want you to use us. It's not about us, it's about you. Take all the glory. Take all the honor. Use me. When I read the Bible, I want this to be true for me. If you use Daniel, you could use me. If you use Mordecai, you could use me. Give me the humility that you gave to Mordecai. Zebra Damando, Sakayalaba, Lebre de Debosha Kalamanda, Palabrada Baba Sobreka Baba, Lelele Barando Zamayalele Barakata Brado Zebrele, Raparado Zabala, Pradamando Zalaba, Rekelele Bobosha Balarande Baba. Father, even those that had been derailed from the course that you set for them. They were a powerful MC leader. They were a powerful court shepherd. But because the enemy derailed them, Lord, may you bring alignment. Your children, oh God, your children, that you may lead them to that place where you've assigned for them. Give us the humility to stay in the place for our lifting. Many of us have been too excited to leave our place of assignment. And when God called on us, we were not available. Because we had, we had been enchanted by wealth, by power. Many destinies have been aborted because of the excitement of the things that excite men. Remind us that we are spirits. Remind us that we are spirits. Remind us of God. The Bible says that you are gods. Yes, you are sons of God. And this is the days that you said in Isaiah chapter 2 verse 2 that in those days the mountain of the Lord is house. Lord, this is our time as children of God to thrive, to rule and to colonize, to bring the will of the Father here. Thank you, Jesus. You could lift up your hands as I pray for people. Them that have all sorts of sickness, may they be healed in the name of Jesus. Them that you are empowering to raise the banner of Christ in the nations. The nations. Hallelujah. And as you lift up your hands, close your eyes and pray. Therefore that God is empowering to go into the nations to colonize to colonize power is your portion may the Lord use you receive that the nations the father of this house is a global movement leader and that is our inheritance right now at the count of three an anointing is coming down on people Receive it. Receive it. In the nations shall be your portions. Receive that grace. Receive it. There are people who are going to be prophets, to leaders. And as I speak now, you are seeing certain things. Prophets. Prophets. 
things you see in your dreams are real. The gift of prophecy is with you, but it needs to be unlocked. In the name of Jesus, Father, may you help them. Receive it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. The prophetic. God is speaking to many people. She's a prophet. Prophets that the Lord is bringing. The people that you are going to interpret for are very important people. You will know things before they happen and you help those in power. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it. You are going to be a solution provider. As David was, so you are going to be. There are people here whose voices I bring healing. Your voices mean something to somebody. And at the count of three, a certain anointing is going to come down on you. Father, in the name of Jesus, count me worthy to pass this on to others. There are days you wake up and there is a song on your tongue and you're worshipping it and you don't know why. Because you worship with the angels, you are always in the presence. Your spirit that grace is coming down on three people now in the name of Jesus at the count of three receive it when you see Pastor Angie worshipping there are angels worshipping with her I have seen them many times the same is with you because you are carrying, you've carried that from her. And tonight, as a demonstration of the reality of that truth, something is happening with you right now. Receive it, receive it, receive it. Jesus, help them. Help them, Jesus. Cast them to their destiny. Bring alignment. Bring alignment. Bring alignment. Bring alignment. Many had been derailed. They had been amazing, but the enemy had derailed them from the purpose. Amazing leaders whom the enemy had derailed from the purpose which you created them. And by the sound of this voice, in the name of Jesus, may there be alignment. Alignment to the purposes of God. The power to stay in the place of assignment. Humility. And God is also going to heal some people of sicknesses. Them that have sicknesses of all kinds. He is Jehovah Rapha. The God that heals. And as we lift up our hands, God is healing people. Sicknesses are going away in the name of Jesus. Our bodies are disease-free zones. We are not only going to be healed, but we are also going to heal. 
May the grace to heal the sick be with you. An anointing to heal. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Several people here, that thing is going to be with you. The Lord is going to cause you. One of the things that God does when he brings about alignment is that he gives them, he unlocks something that the devil had tried to snatch away from them. And by the power of the word that has been preached this morning, may that thing be with you. The healing grace, it is released to you. It is released to you. They are teachers of the word in this place. Just like Pastor B3, you are also going to teach. And when you teach, they will understand. Lift up your hands if you desire that. Father, in the name of Jesus, my teaching changes. I came under up more. Lord, many people, they need to change how they teach. They need to get to that point where they teach and others understand. In the name of Jesus, one of the things that's going to happen is that your tongue is going to change right now. Somebody, you're going to feel like something has been put on your tongue. It's like, like, like a, a burning coal on your tongue. In the name of Jesus, at the count of three, receive it in the name of Jesus. It is happening with people. The teaching grace. Even in your mission and community, they say she teaches like Pastor B3. This person teaches like Abmo. Hallelujah. Receive it. It's a grace. The last thing I want to pray for is influence in the courts of power. There are people who are going to be promoted into positions of influence. You could be working in an office, you could be working somewhere, and the power of this message, the light of the word of God, is going to lift you and promote you. Father, many people have served you in oblivion, faithfully with humility. They have even been forgotten, but the Bible says that there is a book of remembrance and Mordecai was remembered and he was promoted much to the chagrin of his enemies. Lord, in the name of Jesus, there are people here who have been blocked from their promotion and by the power of this word, Lord, you are bringing a lifting. In the name of Jesus, at the count of three, may the Lord lift you. Thank you, Jesus, for them that you are setting in the courts of kings. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Take your glory, Jesus. Take all the glory. Take all the glory. Take all the glory. For them that are casting into their destinies, take all the glory. May you remind us to stay in our places of assignment. You help men. You take them from a position of insignificance to a place where the world sees them. But when they get there, like Esther, they start getting worried, fearful. Remind us always, Jesus, of the purpose of our creation. Remind us always why we are where we are. Because when we are doing what put us where we are, everyone is getting to play and the mission is getting forward. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Come and clap for Jesus.
Lord, put our hands together for Jesus one more time. Apostle, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for what you have unleashed in this place today. And may you see the fruit for what you have delivered here today. That even as we go out this morning, come to the end of our service, there's people out there who have never had a relationship with Jesus Christ. You might be here in the room today. You might be watching us online. You might be listening to us on radio. I want to give you an opportunity to make that decision today. Because everything that apostles taught here today, it starts with that relationship with Jesus Christ. The recognition that God saw a lost people and the only way he could win us back was him paying the price for it. And that's why Jesus came. You know in your life that you have struggled so many times to do things right. But the more you struggle, the more you find that you are going astray. And you've probably come to that point in your life and you say, you know what, I give up, I can't do it. And that's where God steps in. And he says that if you can't do it, I will do it for you. And that's the whole purpose of Jesus. And so by receiving Jesus in your life, you are telling God, I give up. You take charge. What I can't do for myself, you can do for me. You can make me right before your very own eyes. And so if you want to get born again today, you say, look, I've had that and I want some of it. I'm going to invite you to put up your hand where you are right now so that we can pray with you. I'm going to give it a minute so that you can make that decision today. Anybody wants to get born again today? I see a hand. Thank you very much, my brother. I see that hand. He's broken the ice. Is there another hand? If you're online, I'm going to ask you to repeat these words after me. And say, Jesus, thank you that you laid down your life that I might live. Thank you that you have forgiven all my sins. And this morning, I receive the gift of salvation. By believing you are the son of God and that you came to save me. Today, I confess with my lips that I am born again. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to ask you to follow Pastor Kathy. She's going to take your details so that we can keep in touch with you. Thank you so much. And we bless God for your decision. I want to pray for anybody who is unwell today in this house. That in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus that cleanses from all unrighteousness. And the power of the Holy Spirit that is present today will heal every disease it doesn't matter what disease it is that right now in the name of Jesus receive your healing receive your deliverance receive your freedom in the mighty name of Jesus I have declared amen so We've come to the end of our service. Thank you so much for joining us today. Our first time guests, we are going to meet you 
there's a special area set up in the back just behind me here there's a special area with chairs set up for you you will meet part of our team there where they will celebrate you and they'll tell you a little bit more about us and they will have a gift for you yeah and so with the as we come to the end of our service i want us to share in the words of the grace may the grace of our lord jesus christ and the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with us all now and forever amen thank you for listening to this teaching we hope that you've been blessed by the worship harvest sermon series for more teachings and other resources visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555 that is 0393-281-555 We're taking territory